Hello, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is an easy way to make podcasts. Let me explain. It is free. Yes, it is free. There is certain creation tools that allow you to record, edit your podcast right from your computer and your phone. As long as you just have headphones or a microphone, you are in good condition. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. It could be on Apple. How many of y'all would like to be on Apple Podcasts? It would be on Spotify and many more like Google, Break, the radio. It is amazing. You can make money from your podcast with a minimum of listener ship. It is an easy way to make a podcast in one place. Come on, y'all. Join on to Anchor. It is the bomb. Thank you for listening. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast on today. Today is Wednesday, hump day. Today is Wednesday, and we are doing this journey of fasting from wrong thinking. And today we are at day 29, and today 29 states, I feel stressed out. So how many of y'all have ever felt stressed out, like I'm tired of this mess, I'm tired I'm just stressed. I'm tired, Jesus. I'm so stressed. I don't know what to do right now. How many of y'all have ever felt like y'all just so tired? So, I mean, not tired. So stressed out. So, today we're going to fast from I feel stressed out. So, today we're fasting from the thought that say I feel stressed out. Stress is a pipe. Stress is a powerful mindset that are going that we are going to dismantle it is a collection of thoughts of fear that bear down on your mind until they penetrate you and control your emotion your health and your relationship so i mean remember i told y'all y'all feel so stressed out it controls your emotion because sometimes you be so frustrated with your kids frustrated with your husband you just like you just so much messes with your friendship your co-workers or whatever kind of friend relationship you may have and also controls your health meaning like stress weakens the heart stress messes with the mind stress messes with your stomach stress messes with everything in your body and don't forget even though stress is a silent killer meaning like stress can lead to heart problems all kind of stuff but we're going to change that today so let's change it today uh, number one, know your enemy. The The real enemy is thinking that you have to get rid of the enemy. In Psalms 23, chapter 5, in Psalms chapter 23, verse 5, say that he prepared a table celebrating the presence of your enemy. Begin to celebrate and praise God in the midst of pressure, problems, or bad news. That's when the enemy loses power. So whenever you have like, there's like a lot of pressure going on, you don't know what to do, or you just like tired you know how sometimes people are like i'm so tired i'm stressed tired of mentally physically all that and we have problems you know problems with your kids problems with your husband problems with yourself you know when problems comes up or if you have to get some bad news unexpected bad news begin to praise god begin to praise god i know that's hard and sometimes in the situation but you have to begin to praise god because that's when the enemy loses power because when you have bad news and you sit there and dwell on it and think about like why did this happen to me? Why did, you know, all this type of stuff. That's when the enemy will begin to, like, start messing with your mind. You, you begin to feel so stressed out. You can't think straight. You can't do nothing right. 
So when you start praising God and celebrating in the midst of everything, that's when the enemy loses power. Okay, number two. The Prince of Peace lives in you. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 27 states, Peace comes from the presence of God, not the absence of problems. Meditate on the fact that God's presence is in you and with you. Jesus said, I'm always with you. So, I always tell y'all, it's nothing like having peace. Always remember that God is with you, even though you might not feel his presence, even though you might not feel nothing, God is always with you. He said, I'm always I'm with you, always. That means he'll never leave you, nor forsake you. I don't care what may go on. I don't care. God is always right. That it's a meditate on the fact that God's presence is with you, is in you and with you. So his presence is in you and with you. Peace comes from the presence of God. Peace surpasses. Oh, there's nothing wrong with having peace because peace surpasses all understanding. When you feel like, oh, Lord, I don't know what to do, then all of a sudden you just peace. You can just be in the storm and you can just have perfect peace. That's what he's talking about. The Prince of Peace lives in you, so that means you have peace. Number three. Your treasure is greater than your trouble. Your treasure is greater than your trouble. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 to 8, Paul said, We are troubled on we are troubled on every side, but not stressed. Why? Because he knows that he has a treasure inside. The power to speak God's word and the ability to change the situation. I mean like we have the power. We can life and death lies in the power of the tongue. So you can say, Oh Lord, Popo me, I'm gonna be. Oh, the doctor said I got cancer. I'm gonna die. Uh-uh. Start saying that I will live and to her. I will live and not die because it works the Lord. God had not given me. You know, they start saying like start speaking life into your situation. Yes, I know it's you know, stuff can come up, stuff can happen, but we cannot do will on it. Trouble can come on every side. We are trouble on every side, but not stress. Why? Because he has a treasure inside inside. The power to speak God's word and the ability to change his way. Yes, the doctor may say you have this, but what did God say? God said He died on the cross for your uh, sin, your disease, everything. Okay, God, I gotta go through this, but I'm gonna trust you every step of the way. And that when you start speaking life, that changes the situation. You look at the situation a little different. Um, you look at it different. Um, I can remember when I was going through my having my anxiety and panic attacks. Tell y'all what happened. The doctor had told me I had high blood pressure. Never in my life have I had high blood pressure and don't want it. Um, they were saying that I had it, I had, but in my mind state, people like fish you don't have, but in my mind, I knew I had it. So I went out and I blew, I blew. I brought a uh, blood pressure cuff and I would wear that blood pressure cuff everywhere I went. I had that cuff on me because in my mind, I have it. Like I already said it. I got high blood pressure. I don't know what I'm doing. That means my heart is weak. So I went out and bought it. Everywhere I went, this is how much it controlled me. Everywhere I went, I wore that blood pressure to cuff the church. I would wear it to school. I would wear it around the house. I would wear it to the store. Wherever I went, that blood pressure cuff was on my arm. And I would check it every minute. If I didn't have it on, I would be at Walmart or Kroger's or what was I, at Amazon or whatever. Checking my blood pressure. And then it took me, you know how through the mouth of the bay, your kids would tell you stuff. My son told me, Mom, you ain't got no high blood pressure. Give me that. He, he threw it away. And when he threw it away, it crushed my So I was so mad because I cried. 
And he said, Mom, you don't have that. Stop letting stuff get to you. You don't have that. I was like, but then he had to, he had to show me. He had to tell me to change my way of thinking. Because, you know, I was too far gone, honey. I was like out there. But he he changed my way of thinking about stuff, you know. Even though God used him to help me along this journey, that journey, I had to change my situation, even though I didn't care what the doctor said, but I knew God had the last six. Come to find out, I didn't have nothing. Nothing wrong with my thyroid. Nothing, nothing, nothing. But I had to just be like, okay, so I had to learn how to change the situation. Okay, the God might, God might, the devil, I mean, the doctor said I might have this, but I'm going to trust God he's going to get me through this. So that's what we have to do. Number four, be certain you are going to make it. <laughs> be certain you're going to make it. Uncertainty is a source of stress. God had, God had peace. In Mark chapter 4, he said, he even sleep in the midst of a violent storm. How? Because he declared, he declared, we are going to the other side. God was great. Certainty and certainty limitate, limited stress. So even though it was a storm and he's on a boat sleep, everybody else was frantic and everything else. But he knew that there was peace. He had peace. Okay, I'm in this storm, but I'm going to have peace. He knew we was going to. That we was going to the other side. So even though you might be going through stuff, you're like, look, Lord, I know this is not my end. It's not your end. This is not your last resort. That is, we are going to the other side. Meaning like, this is not your end. I mean, you might be like living, hmm, how can I say? You might be living in an apartment and you don't want to stay there. You want to get your house. You want your nice car. You know, you just want to live comfortably or whatever the case may be. But you got to go through some stuff. You got to go through the stuff to get to what you want. And I had to learn it because I was like, Jesus, whew, I don't know if I can go through this. When I had lost everything, when I had to stay in the hotel for three and a half years, half years and when I was in a shelter, sleep in a car, I, ooh, I ain't like, this is not, I was stressed. I was stressed to the max. Meaning like, but I knew, I ain't going to say I knew at that time. But in a in a sense, I did kind of know this is not my end. Yes, there was people telling me, please, you know, you can't make it here. Uh, you need to go back to Longview. This is, you know, Houston's so hard. And in my mind, I was gonna go back. I was like, oh no, just pack up, pack up, and just go back. Just go back to Longview. Just go. But my son said, Mom, if you go back, you're gonna die. He said, I'm gonna die. But you're gonna turn to a pillar south. I was like, oh Jesus. And then he took people telling me, "Why? What, what you gonna go back for? Why you gonna go back? What's back there?" And then it was like, "Stop looking back. There's nothing back there. You left that for a reason. Time to look forward. Time to just, you know, because there was an other side. We we're going to the other side because God creates certainty, and certainties eliminate stress. Even though I didn't know how this was all going to end, how I was going to end up, I ain't know nothing. But I knew I had to trust God. God always gonna make sure." Me and my kids have somewhere to stay. We're going to always have something to eat. It might not be what we want. It might not be the best place to stay. But we always, we always make sure we had somewhere to stay. Somewhere to lay our head at. Somewhere. Even though I didn't like the situation I was in. Didn't like it at all. But I went through that. And now I understand why I had to go through that. Because God had to teach me some things. And show me. Okay, you, you relying on these people, huh? Boo boo. I need you rely on me. And I had to really truly rely on him and to this day I rely on him because I'm like Jesus I don't know what I'm gonna do I am done and he know when I say I'm done he's like okay let me get let me get the movie but <laughs> yeah eliminate stress number five it said do not under stress 
Do not understress. You're over it. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 6, live life from above, from God's perspective. You are above only and not beneath. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 13, the battle is already won. Jesus did it all. Your fight is simply to believe. That's when stress leaves. So, yo, the fight is like, it's already won. Just know, okay, God, I got to go through this. The fight is like, this simply, your fight is simply to believe. Being like, okay, they say, say if you say if your job come to you and say, okay, I'm going to have to cut your hours. And you're like, cut my hours. I ain't going to have no check. But what I'm supposed to do? But all you got to do is just say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. But I, I don't know how I'm going to do this because I got kids, I got bills, I got this and I got that, you know. But I'll be like, okay, you have to some, sometimes it's hard because it's, oh, jeez, I think I would have freaked out with the, you know, I probably would have flipped, not cussed at them, but I probably would have, what I'm going to do, I probably would have cried, be like, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I probably would cry for maybe that day, but that next day, I'm like, okay, time for me to get up, do what I got to do. But we have to believe that I don't care what happened. The battle's already won. God just wants us to believe. If we can believe man, why we can't believe God? That's all God wants us to do. We just believe that he's going to do whatever he says he's going to do. But if a man tell you, girl, I love you, I'm going to take care of you. We believe him faster than before we believe Jesus. And that is so backwards. That means we have to believe Jesus. Because man will lie, tell you all kinds of stories and everything else. But we have to believe God first. We have to simply just believe. And that's when stress will leave so if we can just believe god word if we can just get in god word and just read what he say about us and what he can do for us and how much he loves us how much he give us peace he gave us uh um somebody he gave us a helper the holy spirit he gave us all these two that we can defeat the enemy whatever all he want us to do is just believe but we sitting out here trying to believe what a man said. We forgot what Jesus' words said. Because man can steer you wrong, but Jesus would not steer you wrong. So, today. So, today I have a story. I'm going to think of a story. Hmm. I have a story to say. Okay. When I decided to... When I had to, um, I was stressed. This is when I was in a stressful situation. I was stressed. Where I got this eviction notice on my door saying I had to move at this apartment I was staying longer. I was like, oh God, I don't know what, I was like, I don't know what to do. I was saying to myself, why is I'm working? And people like, please just get in your closet, call out to Jesus, lay on your face, just surrender. Oh, I did all that. I did it all. And I was like, I got to the point where like, Jesus ain't helping. What the what the hell Jesus does? Like he on he's on the beach slipping, you know, drinking a drink or something. Don't he don't he see that um me and my kids are about to get kicked out this apartment? Don't he see I don't have the money? Don't he see all this that's going on? Like why is he not doing nothing? So I went there. I was like I don't know what else to do. Even though I had um sisters and all that type of stuff. I'm not going to go into detail about that. Even though I had sisters. And all they kept saying was, Felicia, what you going to do? I was like, I don't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I was like, I don't know what to do. So I, so something popped up in my mind. I know it was Jesus. I was like, I'm going to call uh, my cousins, my aunt, uncle that stay out here to see if I can come stay with them. She was like, well, I got to ask my husband. I was like, 
that, you know, what I was supposed to do. And that was like another bummer. I was like, oh, Jesus. I don't know what I'm going to do. Just don't know what I'm going to do. But I was like, I just got to pack up. Then she called me. She was like, okay. He said, yes, y'all can come out here. So I, I didn't want to leave. I really truly did not want to leave Love You. I really didn't. Because my kids were in school. They had their friends. You know, I, I didn't I really have friends there, but I had people I talked to, you know, and I had a life <laughs> there. So I really did not want to leave for nothing in the world. I had a job. I had a car. I, I didn't want to leave nothing. So I had to pack up. Nobody really, nobody helped me. Me and my kids moved that three-bedroom apartment by ourselves and I'm not complaining I'm just telling you people who say people friends whoever family whoever said girl I got your back I'll be there for you stick it then when nobody there for me just me and my kids and I'm okay with it because me and my kids we did what we had to do so we put the stuff in the store we moved we were sore we was tired we did we was beat we was broke down and stressed out that's what we were went there Went to my aunt and uncle. You know, people would help me. You know, before I left, people were like, Flesh here, I'm going to bless you with this. I'm sorry you had to do this. I'm sorry you had to go through this or whatever. I said, bless I was like, and in a way, I didn't want to go. I was scared. I was anxious. I was like, what if I go down here? I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Whatever the case may be. I just don't know. So I went down here. Came down here, stayed with them. Got me, got me a job. Whatever. You know, you know, I had a little pity party. Felt sorry for myself. I think I felt sorry for myself for maybe like a month, week. I don't even remember. But I felt sorry for myself. You know, I lost a lot of weight. I looked skinny, like crackhead, because I was stressed. My kids okay, but long day was, they was okay. They was happy, but I, it was me, because I'm like, I let my kids down. I feel like this bad mom. How could I allow this to happen? And I was mad at God because you allowed this to happen, like you let me lose that apartment then i had to come out here and now i got to start all over again and i didn't understand never i I said i don't understand this and i was mad and my aunt was like well you can go to church i just go to church just be listening they were like yeah i was thinking about that pastor because i was still mad at god (laughs) i was mad because i was like how can this happen like like you, Jesus, I was like, you let this happen to me. Like, you're not going to say nothing. You're not going to do nothing. Like, really? And then, I was still mad. So I went through some stuff. Went through some stuff or whatever. And I was like, I don't know what else to do. Just didn't know. And then, you know, I had got me a car, got me a job, got my place, and I lost my place out here. And then, we went to touch, we stayed in the house. We stayed in the hotel for three and a half years, so we um had to sleep in the car sometimes, sleep at other people's house, cause we couldn't pay the hotel rent. So we, we it was bad. We did some days we didn't have food or didn't have gas in the car. Then I lost my car, and everybody like, "What you crying for? Just a car?" But Houston, you gotta have a car because buses didn't run with everywhere. So I was upset. I was just, oh, I was just mad at the world. And then when I went to this shelter. Because of Harvey, when I lost everything, it just made me look at stuff different. Because I was like, I am not the only one. People had stories. People thought, I was like, dang. Like, I know I am not. Oh, Jesus. People had situations way worse than mine. I was like, Lord have mercy. But even through it all, God kept me and my kids together. God kept us safe. Even though we was in a situation 
I have to just learn how to deal with it, suck it up, and be like, okay, this is it. But this is not going to be my end. I mean, like, I'm not going to stay in this shelter forever. I'm not going to go downtown where there's going to be everybody at. And I don't know if somebody might touch my kids or whatever. It's going to be okay. But I had to put my plan into action. So when it was time for me to, um, they were like, okay, we found your apartment. Let's go look at it. I was like, okay. I wasn't too thrilled, but I was like, okay, God, I'm going to get me an apartment. That's that. Because my thing was, I'm looking for a three-bedroom, two-bath. That's what I wanted. So all my kids can be comfortable. Even me. So I was like, okay. Got, we're here. Another two-bedroom. It wasn't what I wanted. I was like, I want to send it to myself. I want a three-bedroom. You know, not a two and not one bath. <laughs> so I was like, and I had to just suck it up. Being like, okay. I like it. That's what I said. Yeah, I like it. But deep down, I was like, I don't like this. Hey, yeah, I like it. So I went to the public. She was like, okay, can you send me this and give me this? So I gave up where well, stuff I had. Then she said, you approve? I said, what? She said, you approve? I'll call you Saturday and we can sign a lease. I looked at it Friday, approved on Friday, moved in on Saturday. Everything was so smoothly scared the hell out of me because I was like, wait a minute. There was nobody but Jesus. Then I moved in here. Then I was like, okay, I moved in here. We didn't have nothing. You know, people gave us beds and stuff. You know, we didn't. the rooms was good, but the only thing that wasn't fixed up was the living room. We had a washer and dryer. No, not the time we first moved. We didn't have a washer and dryer. Had a, we had to use the laundry. Hey, the laundry room, which I didn't care. Because it's like right there beside, even not too far from my apartment. So I was cool. So I used that. We didn't have a car. Then some lady blessed me with a car. Okay. So I stayed in this, got into this park, got myself settled, you know, still kind of jittery, still kind of anxious and nervous, but whatever. And then, all of a sudden, something came to me. I'm like, wait a minute. This apartment reminds me of the apartment I used to stay in Longview. The very first apartment that I moved in when I first left that day. And I had to just sit back and just think, okay, God had to bring me back to where I first left that dad because I didn't learn what he wanted to teach me at that first incident. Whatever it was, I didn't learn it, so I had to start all over. And I was like, oh, so I'm starting all over. It was okay because at that point, then I was like, okay, now I understand why I had to go through this. Now I understand all the stress and all the other stuff I had to go through. So I'm okay with the situation. And to tell you the story is it's only because even though I went through that, yes, I was stressed. Yes, but my kids kept me grounded. I read my Bible. Even though I read my Bible, I was like, this ain't happening. But my kids, all, their motto was, long as we together, we can make it. If we together, mama, we can make it. It's okay. Because I was like, I can't get y'all this, and I couldn't get them nothing for Christmas. And still to this day, I really can't do what I want to do for my kids. But my kids is so well, I have taught my kids not to be so materialistic just to be humble and grateful if i tell them i can't do something say they say mom can i do this or but like I, I can't do that okay whenever you can mama and they'd be like well, the, maybe, well you might have to work much longer because when i get big and famous i'm gonna buy you this house and get you this car so just tell you i'll just give y'all a little inside of just a little story for today no matter what you're going through I don't care. Just be grateful. 
and be thankful because the situation can be worse. My situation could be a whole lot of worse. But I thank God for putting people in my path, putting people to him because there were days I was stressed and I used to call. I'm like, I can't make it to work. I'd be having, about to have panic attack, anxiety attack because I was so worried about my kids. I wasn't taking care of Felicia. So take care. You have to take care of yourself. Stop being stressful. Stop being so bogged down and stuff. Take care of yourself. Because that's the only way you can take care of your kid. Don't let stress key you. Don't let the don't no. Don't let stuff get in your way in your mind where you just stress and it's like getting to the point where you just stressed out. So I was stressed out, but now I'm okay. I am in a better situation. I thank God, even though I mean I struggle, I go through stuff, but now I am grounded. Sometimes I'm like, oh, she's on what I'm do. There are days I'll be like, okay, let me stop. Because the situation can be worse. I thank God for what I have. It may not be what everybody else thinks I should have at this time. But I thank God for what I have. That's my story for the day. So now we at think it and say it. Think it and say it. What? Think it and say it. Okay, think it and say it. I am free from the power of stress. I do not have to get rid of my problems to get rid of stress. I have a table in the presence of my enemy. They have no power over me. The Prince of Peace lives in me. I am certain I will make it. I'm going to the other side. The battle is already won. Jesus did it all. My greater, I mean, my treasure is greater than my trouble. And I'm above distress and not beneath in Jesus' name. So remember, you're above and not beneath. Well, all this stress going on, just all this, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not going to deal with it today. So stress and worry go hand in hand, be, being like, don't worry, don't worry about this. Worry about, don't worry about what's going on. Cause enough, we have enough problems for the day. Don't worry about what you're gonna eat, what you're gonna wear. Don't worry, don't stress about none of that. God gonna take care of it. If He fed the birds and did the letters of the field, what you think He can do for you? All He want us to do is just believe. If we can believe man, why we can't believe Jesus? That's all I have to say today. So thank y'all, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast on today. And I hope y'all have an amazing and wonderful Wednesday. Until next time, be blessed.